The Standard Procedure Podcast is brought to you by Levee Bracelet. Levee Bracelet has been in business for about two years as a small startup, having served over 2,500 customers, including designers, athletes, entertainers, fashion influencers, and so many more, including yours truly. Save 15% off of your next order by visiting leviebracelet.com and use code ANT15, A-N-T-1-5, at checkout. Again, that's code ANT15 at checkout. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Chase Bank. Chase is proud to serve nearly half of America's households with a broad range of financial services, including personal banking, credit cards, mortgages, auto financing, investment advice, small business loans, and payment processing. Visit Chase.com to find out what they can do for you. The official bank of the Standard Procedure Podcast. Chase, what matters? And also, this is brought to you by Spotify. If you're listening to this, I can bet you like podcasts. And you probably like music, too. On Spotify, you can listen to all of that in one place for free, and you don't need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. Just search Standard Procedure on Spotify or browse podcasts in your library and follow us so you never miss an episode. Oh, and by the way, Spotify is the world's leading music streaming service, and now it can be your go-to for podcasts. Spotify. Listening is everything. we did this podcast was to give some sense of vision to all of you out there who maybe don't have one yet. And if you don't, that's totally fine because people figure that out as they go on in their lives at different points. But on today's episode, I want to help all of you who are battling those college years. And I know that that's a big demographic for us for this podcast. So hopefully I can touch on all of your situations by breaking this down into three tiers that is going to be straightforward, direct, and hopefully you can learn something from it. And if you do, maybe tell somebody else as well, which continues to pay it forward, which I am always a fan of. But these three tiers are going to consist of this. Tier one is for all of you who are about to go into college, maybe even a year in. Tier two is for all of you who are in the middle years of your college career. And tier three is for all of you who are now post-graduation and figuring out what the hell is next. So tier one, immediately, let's get into it. You're about to go to college or maybe even you're a year in. Immediately, right off the bat, one thing that I have a regret over, and I don't think I have many, if any, because I feel like everything happens for a reason and one thing leads to another in life, but I would urge all of you to be open to new things because you're going to see a lot of shit that's different on a macro level. By the way, you might not even know what that word macro means yet, but you will by the time that you are done taking that class in college. Probably will two weeks in if you have a good teacher. But be open to new things, guys. I know for me, I really wasn't. I was a totally different person. And that leads me into my next point about take note of the person that you are now and look back in four years. You will be truly mesmerized in the best way possible. At least I hope so because I know many people have been. But I also know many people who have stayed the same, and that's kind of not encouraging. But most of you will figure out who the hell you are during these college years, and it will be quite interesting to see who you are at the end of it. I know for me, it really hits home as well, because you can ask anybody that I know that knew me in high school and now knows me after graduating college. Two totally different people that if you put in a mirror, I mean, there is nothing similar at all. 
I don't know what happened. I think it's just a circle of life that continues to play an effect different on everyone else's lives. But if you took a poll and asked everybody from my area about the most improved person from high school to the end of college, I think I get every single vote and I don't even think it's close. So that's the mindset that all of you maybe even have at this point. You don't really know who you are. You're kind of shy. You're kind of standing back on a lot of things. And then when you get out of college, you're like, oh my gosh, a totally different person. And you maybe have heard this before, but take it from someone who has literally lived it. I'll tell you, you will be truly amazed as to what you see. Also, get to know as many people as possible in college early on, like as early on as possible, because you have to think about it. Everyone else is in the same shoes. And if you're the one initiating conversation early on in every class, now assuming you guys get back into to in-person classes, I know Zoom has been a pretty big thing with the pandemic at the end of last semester in the spring and now this semester in the fall for all of you in school still. But when you get back in that classroom setting, especially if you're early on in college and even you're in your middle years or at the end of college, your career, always continue to keep conversations going with people. But it's more important to do it early on. Here is why. I mentioned everybody else is in the same shoes and you have to think about it like this. How many of those people in your class or classes are going to be social butterflies? Maybe you'll get one. Maybe you'll get a couple, but I doubt it. It all depends on what school you go to. Everyone else is just waiting until that class is over, especially if you're in like an hour and 20 minute class. It can be very, very tiresome after a while. Trust me, I've been there and I've done it and it's just not fun. So keeping conversations going with people will really benefit later on in your college years. And hey, maybe you meet someone that's your best friend or who knows what could work out from that. So continue to work on your outgoing personality skills, even if you don't have them. And we've talked about this on previous episodes, trying to find some assemblance of an extrovert personality wise, even if you're an introvert, is going to help you so much, guys, especially in college, stand out from everybody. And when word gets around that you're the cool one that can like hold a conversation with anybody, even if it's like trying to force answers out of them, which I don't think you should do, you will be very, very well off. And I can promise you it works. Also, all of you know, you're going to maybe get into fraternities or sororities. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. But I also want to put a light on clubs in your individual schools. So if you're in a school of business, you're in the school of health and sciences, you're in a school of arts, whatever school you're in, they're going to have individual clubs that are going to allow for opportunities for speakers to come in and maybe even for opportunities to get out in the community and effectively create change or opportunities of jobs or internships that you get tied into an email chain over. I would strongly advise all of you to be in some sort of club throughout your college years because it's really going to benefit you long term separate from the fraternity and sororities that you may or may not want to get into. I know for me personally, I was not in a fraternity, but I also think I didn't need to be because I had that social butterfly aspect from working in professional sports at such a young age that I already kind of knew everybody going in. So I feel like for all of you, maybe you don't have that advantage. So if you want to do it and test it out, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I know this true and this could get me in trouble, but I don't care. There's a lot of talk about why people do fraternities or sororities. I don't think you should worry about that. But for guys, I feel like it's not as important as, for instance, as maybe girls. Because in general, 
girls are more laid back and shy compared to guys. Now, look, I've seen some shy guys out there. Trust me, it's pretty brutal to watch them interact with people. But hey, everybody deals with life differently and they're probably going through things that we have no idea about. That's a different conversation for a different day. But in general, girls are more laid back and shy and they're afraid of if they, oh, if I don't get in a sorority, I might not be able to meet this person or that person or I might not have any friends. And I've heard that from people that I know that are in sororities all across America. And I asked them, what's the reason behind it? And sure, there are certain events they can do and certain causes that they can do within the sorority that show that they're good people and it looks good on their resume and that you have experience, maybe even brings job opportunities as those clubs I just mentioned. But a lot of the talk from the sorority people is that it's just you pay to have friends. And I kind of laughed at that because you don't need to do that. And if you don't need to pay for something, why do you do it? But hey, everybody has their own thing. So if you want to do a fraternity or sorority, it's not my place or job to tell you to do it or not. Just know what you're getting into when you get into them. And I think there's more of a benefit with them than anything. Also, your first and second year of college, as you know, and have been told are your foundation years for your GPA. Please don't fuck it up because when you're in your junior and senior year, you do not want to be fighting a battle with your GPA because your first and second year, you were dicking around and doing dumb shit 24-7. And to be honest, that could, that's going to be the worst thing for you because you're going to be worrying about internships after internships and figuring out what am I going to do after graduation. And you don't need this GPA cloud hanging over your head. So just be mindful of that. Do well your first couple of years. By the way, your first, especially first year and second year, a little bit harder, but first year, it's going to be super easy for all of you. At least I thought it was for me. It could be different maybe for some of you too, but everyone's taking the same classes and they're kind of beginner classes, just core classes. And you're going to be totally fine if you just keep your head head to the grind and you'll be, again, fine doing that. So don't fuck around with your GPA. Just do well early on. And by the way, you will also see, I know for me in sports, I don't put my GPA on anything. And I had a really good GPA in college. I didn't put it on anything at all, guys, because these companies that will interview you, they don't give a shit about your GPA. They give a shit about two things. They give a shit about where you went to school as long as you have the degree and they more importantly give a shit about your experience. And I have heard this from a lot of people of, oh my gosh, like I got this GPA, but I can't get a job. Well, you can't get a job because you don't have experience. Experience will trump everything that you do in your college career, regardless of how good or bad your GPA is. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you your GPA doesn't matter. It clearly matters. Just continue to do well because that'll keep your mind and your mental psyche in a good place. But just be mindful of not fucking up your GPA, especially early on. Also, you'll hear a lot of chatter from certain individuals that you need to declare a major immediately. And I don't think that is entirely true. Now, sure, you can declare a major early and change it. Now, I think it's a little bit hard with the transition. I know some people that have done it. And it's a little bit just challenging, especially in your early years of college, because you're still getting used to everything. So figure out what you're passionate about. And that comes by being open to new things. And then when you know what your passions are, maybe they're still to be discovered at some point by these new things, you're going to be thankful that you did declare a major here. And this is why you did it. So you don't need to declare it right away. If you don't know, I feel like a lot of people get pressured into doing it. And I know for me, I kind of have known what I've wanted to do since I've been 10 years old. So it kind of 
a little bit hypocritical, but I think a lot of you also know that if you don't know what you want to do, you don't need to declare immediately as well. Also, one thing that I feel like doesn't get told to a lot of you young people out there, especially early on getting into college and maybe even a year in, is finding a mentor or potential mentors and teachers. These people are going to be the pipeline to internship opportunities your sophomore, junior, and senior year in college. And you're going to need these people, and it's very good to have them in your back pocket. And by the way, you're paying their salaries, so why the hell would you not want to go up and meet all of these teachers? And you'll meet the teachers that are dickheads and assholes. That's going to happen anywhere. Those people in life. But if you really find those one, two, three, maybe even four, but really those one and two, I know for me, I have really one and two teachers in college that I still talk to today multiple times a week that I consider really good people for advice. If you find two people like that, they're going to know everybody in the industry because they have a job at the university. The university doesn't give job to random people, especially in your major. At least I don't think so. If they do, that's news to me. But that's one thing I feel like a lot of young people are kind of nervous of, of like, I don't want to be hovering around in somebody else's office, but I can tell you, as somebody who holds the record for the most amount of hours logged in teacher's office hours in college, I never got the hint or was told to get out of somebody's office ever because I was there for an opportunity or something. They're just never going to do that, guys. And the earlier on that you attack this, the better off you're going to be later on. You will thank me later for that. All right. Now, tier two for all of you in your middle years of college, so maybe now sophomore, junior, and even senior year, here's some little advice that maybe you can take. So at this point, you have an idea of how this whole college thing goes. You know that getting maybe a C or a D on a quiz isn't the end of the world as maybe you had felt coming in. At this point, maybe the bar scene gets introduced to you, and that's kind of new. And by the way, that's why I mentioned in Tier 1, you want to tackle the GPA situation early on and get a good foundation with it because when you do turn 21, you will see how things change a little bit and your motivations kind of decrease a little bit. But I would caution all of you to not let that happen. But it happens with everyone. I know it happened with me. I mean, that's kind of how life goes. And I would urge all of you to still continuously have fun on the weekends. That's what college is about. But this is now, and getting back to the mentor thing, this is where you're peppering your teachers in your major about internships. I mean, guys, your sophomore, junior, and senior year, especially sophomore and junior, you have to be looking for internships and doing them. So I feel like in in all of your situations that... Doing this early on is going to give you the advantage over somebody else. And maybe now you're at the end of your college career and an internship that you did your sophomore year is hiring and you're familiar with the people there and maybe you have a job offer or maybe you have an interview that you might not have had if you didn't do it your sophomore year and thought, eh, I'll push it off until my junior year because that's when everybody else does internships. Do it and attack it as early as you can. You will thank me later for it. I can promise you that. Nothing is going to be guaranteed, guys. You will learn this as you go throughout life. But internships will give you a taste of what it's like in whatever industry you're going into. 
because it allows you to, again, interact with new people and meet new people, and that's all fine and well, but it also allows for people to become familiar with you. And like I just mentioned, maybe something you did your sophomore year is going to come back at the end of your senior year and they're hiring, and hey, maybe you get a job compared to the next person who waited to do that internship their junior year. It's all it's all very, very familiar, guys. you got to be able to have an attack plan early on. And you probably have heard this from many people before, but as somebody that has been in this game, that has done it and graduated from it, I'm just trying to help all of you. And you guys all know where I'm coming from. Also, a lot of you will realize this too. Everyone's resume coming out of college is legit the same. So whatever yours is going to look like is totally up to you. I know plenty of people that had 4.0s in college that still do not have jobs. I graduated last spring, spring of 2020. I know people that had better GPAs than I did, but they had no experience. They didn't do anything on campus. That's all they did was study. And that's really the illusion of college. Like, oh my gosh, I got to get a 4.0. If you get a 4.0, it's great. But if you don't have experience, you don't have any social skills, you don't have any clubs, you don't have any volunteer, you don't have any of that, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And I urge all of you to continuously keep getting experience because it trumps everything, even the GPA. And I mentioned earlier, in my industry, in the sports industry, when you're meeting with teams or different people, they ask for your resume and your relevant work experience and maybe even samples of work you worked on. By the way, that's also important too. Not once has any team asked for my GPA. And I had a really good GPA and I really want to put it on my resume, but I don't need to because all of the experience and everything else trumps it. And I think all of you guys will get to recognize that as well. And I feel like that's an illusion that everybody tells you. So just be mindful of that as well. Also, when you're in college... The smart people will do this too, and I think a lot of you are smart, and maybe that's why you listen to the podcast. I'd like to think so. But think about getting into the stock market in college. Now, this is something where you are going to schedule and block out some time every week to learn how it works, learn about companies. And here's why I think you should do it. First of all, anytime that you can make money when you're not actively working, you know you're doing okay. And one thing with the market is that it's always going to go up. Now, sure, with this year and the pandemic, it it went down, but it is almost back to where it was pre-pandemic. It's not there yet, but it's getting back to where it was. And we're still kind of in quarantine. Some states are locking down again. So that is one thing I would urge all of you to do. And by the way, one thing that I have taken and I've been doing every day since I have turned 18 Every week, I said every day, every week, every week, whatever I make in work, all of the, you know, whatever I'm doing, I take 10% of what I make and I put it in the stock market. I have done that every single week since I have been 18 years old. And you think to yourself, oh my gosh, there's a lot of risk there. You have to figure out and again, study what stocks are going to be good long term and are not going to suck you dry of your money that you're putting into it. And then really, that's the reason why you get into the market, because markets genuinely and generally are going to go up, especially the market in the United States of America. It literally is the strongest market in the world. And when it's not, I don't even know if we will all be here because it might not even be America one day. I mean, that is years and years down the road. So I would encourage all of you to think about getting into the stock market. I know I did. 
um, because I had good guidance on it, and I hope I can help all of you do that as well. Also, don't be afraid to travel at any opportunity you get in college. That's also something that I kind of regret as well is I had opportunities to study abroad, and I know for me personally, uh, the university that I went to has a campus in Italy. And I know for me, that's one regret that I have of not doing it. But I also know that I was unable to do it because I was working at that time. And if I left to do the abroad situation, I don't think I would have been able to continuously work and do school at the same time. And that might have affected where I am now. But that's one regret that I have. And I think all of you should be mindful that if you have an opportunity to go study abroad, do it. Because when you get that real job after graduation, when are you going to be able to do it again? And again, I get it with the pandemic, things have been put in a little bit of a twist and maybe you don't have the financial flexibility to do it. But generally, I know from the people that have done it, sure, you're going to pay a little bit, but I actually believe that from people I've done it, and I can get you a more direct answer on this, that they only had to pay for the courses for the semester. That was it. Everything else was taken care of. Now, obviously, because my university had a campus over in Italy, for example, there was a lot of other things in play. So be mindful of that. I think that's something that you should be able to do at some point if you want to do it. And I think all of you should travel at some point as well. Also, spring break, if you can get away and afford to do it, it's very cheap most of the time. Do it. You need a break. You got to keep your mind sharp because when you get back from spring break, all of you know that finals are getting ready to be in full swing and you know you need to be your sharpest at that point. All right, getting into tier three, our final tier of all of you who are now post-college and even college graduates, college graduates, there we go. Um, So I'm sure a lot of you, and I know that this has kind of been a weird year and you've heard it from everybody. I'm sure a lot of you don't have jobs right now, which absolutely sucks. But I would urge all of you, and I'm sure you're hearing it from everyone, to take any job that you can get and just know that you're going to have to shovel shit for a couple years, even if you don't get that job you really wanted. And if you have to take take something just to get by, do it. Even if you have that degree, you just went to college, you busted your ass, you have loans, and you just need to take something just to have some sort of income and making ends meet, do it. I definitely think that that's something that you got to think about. And also know when you go to college that it's not guaranteed that you get a job, but it is more guaranteed. And I would even use the phrase foolproof that if you're doing those internships, your sophomore, junior, and even senior year, some of those companies that you do them for, especially if you do it at a high level and you do it really well, may offer you a job when you graduate because they liked your work ethic or something about you. But for those of you who do have jobs, congratulations. So you think that's it, right? But I think that all of you know that you were just getting started. As I mentioned above, everybody and their mother and your uncle and everybody in your family and everybody that you know needs to be in the stock market. And you guys are thinking right now, do you have some tie to Wall Street? Why are you promoting? Why are you saying this? I already mentioned this above. The spot, the stock market will continue to go up. Your money should be safe there as long as you get into stocks that are going to bring you long-term success. And you have to do your research. You have to know about what is going on. Also, 
now you're out of college and you have this job, your financial situation is better, which is good. And I mentioned this above, continuing that trend of taking everything that you make a little bit over the percent every week and putting it into the market or now putting it into a Roth IRA. And you're asking, what the hell is a Roth RIA? And if you don't know, that's fine. Cliff Notes version of this, and for all of you that went to college, you know what Cliff Notes is. Uh, Roth IRA is a special retirement account where you pay taxes on the money going in to the account, but any future withdrawals are tax-free. And this was done because Social Security is in danger of running out for when you retire. I mean, this is, again, for retirement. And you have to be thinking ahead like that, even if you're barely a couple years out of college. Now, these Roth IRAs are specifically good for when you think your taxes will be higher in retirement than they are right now. And for some people, that is the case. And I also, there's there's some restrictions here too, but for most of you coming out of college, you're not making more than 140000 so you are eligible for this. And if you're making more than that, then you're not. But if you're making 140000 coming out of college a year, by the way, that's really good, and congratulations if you are. But most people are making under 100 or whatever it is, depending on what industry you're in. If you're making over it, again, that's great. But just know that there are certain restrictions to doing this. I believe that you can only like contribute uh, per year, like six grand. Um, so that's a different thing that I just, I'm not entirely sure about. I do not have a Roth IRA. I do not do that because I'm not eligible uh, for that. But if I was making under and have made under 140000 in previous years, which I had at some point in my life, then I would actually have done that. So look it up, see if it's something that you could see yourself doing. And again, guys, always looking for ways to make money is going to be your best bet long term. Also, something too, and this is what sucks about the fucking banks and the credit card companies. They get all of you young people these credit cards, which by the way, all of you should have. You should be building credit. I think you know that. But what they do is they give you these long-term, I don't want to even say long-term. Yeah, we'll say long-term. Long-term spending limits as to what you can or cannot spend based off what you have. And they're doing a little bit better now because you have to obviously like put in there what you make, what you have, all that stuff. That's not my business. But they give you a credit card limit that you really can't afford long-term. And that's where they get all of you young people out there in a hole. And one thing that I would urge all of you to do, if you have credit card debt right now, I hope you do not. Pay it off early and often. And I would even urge all of you to do that with anything in life because as this circle of life continues to happen, they will try and get you on so many more and more things. And if you can pay it off right away, it's going to be your safest and best bet and you're going to be stress-free. Also something too, when you graduate, just to you know continue to make ends meet and a little bit more money, real estate is something that I think everybody should be into at some point in their life regardless of how much you like it or not. You have to get a real estate license. The test is super, super easy. I passed it, so you guys should be fine. But in all seriousness, it's something that you should think about because you never know when you're going to need it in your life. And again, it's all dependent on where you are. So for example, if you're in one state and you go to another state, then you have to take their test or get credited in their state as well. I don't really know how that process works considering I've been in kind of one state my entire life, but it's something to look into. And I think 
once you're out of college, you will start to think like that as well. And again, guys, always continuing to look for new ways to make money is something that you will figure out as this circle of life continues to go on and will elevate you from the average person to the above average person. And we know that all of you are the above average person, guys. So that's the episode of the podcast. I hope it helped some of you out there that had maybe some reservations about these college years that you think are tough. If you're in the middle of them, I know how it is. Continue to bust your ass. Continue to pepper your teachers on opportunities in regard to internships and jobs because I will tell you one thing. If you are not doing it, somebody else will and they will do it even better than you maybe have thought. So don't let it get to that point, guys. So that's the episode of the podcast and I will talk to all of you later.